This episode is sponsored by iTunes. Go to www.cheapseatreviews.com. Click on the iTunes button, purchase anything you want, and a small portion will go to this podcast. Congratulations. Your selection by Video Production News is evidence of the hiring committee's recognition of your employment history and unique personal qualities. It is my hope that through hard work and commitment, you will move through the intern program and continue to pursue your career goals as full-time employees of Video Production News. I can tell you from experience that the surest way up the ladder is to listen carefully and follow my orders. You may be confused at times and other times unsure, but remember, I will never ask you to do anything that I wouldn't do myself. We interrupt this program to bring you a special report. This is Cheap Seat Reviews. Hello, and thank you for listening to Cheap Seat Reviews, the podcast that explores the Hollywood film industry for the greater good. And greater we don't, good. And we don't do it in a creepy, seedy, uh, awkward, violent way. Says this, you. This is episode 96, and today we're talking about Nightcrawler. <laughs> yeah, we're still uh, in that beginning part where we're driving the, the, the bad car. Uh, we are talking about Nightcrawler. I am Sean Man Bun Allred, and joining me tonight nice. uh, is, is, is Corny. My Dodge is better than your Dodge, Logan. That is actually completely true. Yeah. In every sense of the word. <laughs> yeah. As soon as I saw that car, I was like, that's a nice car. But I know Corny is literally watching this movie going, yeah, my car's better though. Um, and Sam once fired a man for spilling gas on his car vector. Well, yes. And, and I did have a question. When, when are you going to start getting paid for this thing? Who, for what, for this? You you keep, you keep telling me my, this is an internship. I I would really like to, uh, start to progress my career forward in the podcasting world. Well, unfortunately you have not reached the point in which we would do the, um, the, the, the goals assessment portion oh. of the internship so until that you have um completed your career checklist and are to the point where we would do the assessment tool you are still going to be an unpaid intern i mean this okay. is a bull All right. yeah um so let's pull up a comfy chair and dive in uh, it's just the three of us tonight um um chad wimped out yeah so um, he's got a band concert yeah and that's okay he's a band director and some of us actually have real jobs. Uh, yeah, something like that. So what did you guys say about me last week when I wasn't here? <laughs> uh, we said you had a gig. We okay. said it's yeah. that time of the year where um, where you uh, do a lot of gigs and you were gigging. Um, making, okay. actually, we were you were playing. actually making money, well, that's right, unlike true. what we do. Uh, we just make people frustrated or something. Um, this is 2014's Nightcrawler. Um, Bamf. Never mind. It's fine. Oh, I got it. I got it. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, this is 2014's. <laughs> sorry, a little behind the scenes thing was happening just now. Uh, 2014's Nightcrawler, starring Jake Gyllenhaal. This is directed by Dan Gilroy and a bunch of other people. Bill Paxton didn't expect him to show up for 
Because <laughs> really? you thought he was dead, just like me. Yeah. Uh, I no. have a special hatred of Bill Paxson. You know, you would, wouldn't you? Here's a funny I thing. I do. I really do. And you're, and I, you're not the only person, Sam, that has said that to, to me before about Bill Paxson. And I know that yeah. we've talked about it on this particular podcast before. But yes. I will say this. The more I'm exposed to him, the more I kind of dislike him. <laughs> <laughs> um like every role he's in i kind of hate him a little bit more yeah see um, i kind of i kind of feel like he's the kind of actor who other than the movie um twister twister which twister. is the only movie i've ever seen that i liked him in i i think he plays the same role as he does in everything he just plays a scared douchebag pretty much if yeah. you've seen aliens the second one where he's the guy's like Game over, man. We got to get out of here. Like he plays the same role in every movie, right? Like, right. He's basically the same thing in this movie. Uh, I may or may not have captured him saying the word "brah." Hey, brah. Um, yeah, that, that got righteous, a brah. <laughs> got annoying so fast. So, my um, I'm gonna take a quick tangent before we we get into the intro. Sure, um, brah. My my favorite insult <laughs> to say that I can say in public is douchebag. It's my favorite because it has such a negative connotation towards a specific type of person. And whenever I hear somebody say phrases like that, I immediately yeah, but... go, they're a douchebag. That, they're just a douchebag. <laughs> There's no doubt in your mind. 100%. And the fact that he acted that, he even said it on, on as an actor, makes me think that he's a douchebag in real life. Wow. Be- because there's no reason why he should have said that other than you... just other than to portray himself as being more of a douche than he already is. Dude, so... you have finally come to the dark side of the Bill Paxton Haters Club. I'm okay with that. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This movie kind of pushed me over. Um <laughs> it, it kind of did. Every and time... he was supposed to be a sympathetic character, I think, wasn't he? Well, you weren't supposed to I don't think you were supposed to hate him as much as I did. Yeah. Um and when he kind of had, <laughs> when he had his bad thing happen to him, I didn't feel real bad. Yeah. Um, I was actually more shocked and awed about what happened to him, and we'll talk about that and like and and why it happened. But yeah. anyway, if you're wondering, Sean, stop talking about Bill Paxton and start talking about Nightcrawler. Well, what is Nightcrawler? Well, um, there's small, uh, small, whatever you call them that that uh, dig around in the dirt. Worms? I was going to say... Uh, Actually, weren't the Nightcrawler... I was trying to come up with a scientific name, but I wasn't that smart. I was going to say that. the mutant that has the ability to teleport. That's Man. actually better. That's he totally keep... made that uh, that X-Men 2 movie. He yeah. really did. Banff. That was an awesome opening scene. It really was. I keep teleporting by saying Banff. Is that, I, I knew that's what you were doing. I just didn't know <laughs> if you were going to just say Banff every time I say the word Nightcrawler. Banff. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see how many times we can get this um, to work. Uh, so Corny, if you would be so kind as to read, what is Nightcrawler? When Lewis Bloom, a driven man desperate for work, muscles into the world of L.A. crime journalism, he blurs the line between observer and participant to become the star of his own story, aiding him in his effort as Nina, a TV news veteran. Thank you. And former thief. Um. Where's the Santa Maria? I, uh, I, I, when I was reading that before you read it, Corny. First of all, I thought it was it was bad writing because it's like of his own story, aiding him in his effort. It just seemed like an awkward sentence. So that's so Jake, um, Jalen Hall, L- Lewis, Louis. Did... What? 
Sam? Uh-oh. We having Skype issues already? Already? Oh, there Hello? you are. Yeah. What were you going to say? Is it Gyllenhaal or Gyllenhaal? I say Gyllenhaal. Gyllenhaal? What do you say, Corny? I always say Gyllenhaal, right. but I, I think I've heard him say Gyllenhaal before. Uh, I don't know. I'm going to say Gyllenhaal for this show. I'm on it. Um, he doesn't own it. I, what? <laughs> he doesn't own it? No. Oh. We can call him whatever we want. Oh, well, it, but it is his name. Um, yeah, Maybe. Uh, well, <laughs> what do you mean? Maybe that's his name. Who knows? This guy plays some pretty creepy characters. Well, he does play some interesting characters. That's certainly uh, and a lot of people there in that Hollywood land do some weird stuff with their names. That's true. Nicholas Cage is not Nicholas Cage. His name is uh, Hooper McPherson. Uh, uh, no, that's not a thing. Um, there's, a, there's a clip. Uh, crap. I actually know his real name, but I can't think of it. It'll come to me later. Anyway, um, you were saying he uh, um. Just, just real quick before we do our our, our, our intro parts, um, I didn't know that this whole crime journalism thing was real. I is didn't, it? I, I never knew this was a thing, and so then when I was looking up information about the movie, this is a real thing. The actors actually went on rides with stringers, as they're called, to 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 see what it was like Ugh. for them. Um, and and that makes me sad as a as a as a fellow human, human being. Yeah, yeah. That that that's a thing. Absolutely. Like, I don't know. I, we'll talk about that more. So, um, Corny, right? He's, this is the first time for all three I of think us. That's seeing his this, name, right? Yeah. That's correct. Right. Yeah. So, Corny, your initial impression. All right. So, I saw this movie, and the, most of the time, I was in a state of uh, WTF. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> which is a fine state to be in. It was, a, it, it, you know, it's right below uh, South Carolina. Anyway, um, <laughs> and so uh, as the movie went along, I, I didn't think I'd like it, and I was kind of tired as I was going along. Uh, but it really started to catch my attention as it got weirder, and he <laughs> got more. Um, oh, as as he entered the world of Bizarro Sheldon, I think it's about the best way I could describe him. Uh, for those of you familiar with Big Bang Theory, it was just creepy in the fact that, you know, like, I'm a fast learner. And then he brings up, like, I'm, I'm really a fast learner. <clears throat> and my thought process is, this guy's going to murder everyone in sight uh, at some point in time. And uh, while he doesn't do it, is it <laughs> give him time. Right. I wouldn't put it past him, yeah. Oh, sorry, but the, the, oh, I actually really, I like this movie. It's not something I'll, I think I want to see again anytime soon. But I think it's definitely a good watch, at least one down. All right, uh, Sam. Yeah, I com- I completely agree with Corny. Um, this guy was this movie is a character study, is what it is mm-hmm. about this uh, this guy. And um, I didn't know these things existed either. Um, but I guess it, it makes sense why you know you watch the news and they're always trying to show you as close as you can to some of these things. Um, but I'm guessing. I wonder if this is more of a West Coast thing. Um, in terms of, uh, you know, basically ambulance chaser type of things. I would, I would bet that it has probably something to do with the largeness of the city too. Yeah. You know, like there, this might be a thing in Chicago, Dallas, LA, maybe San Diego, New York, maybe Detroit. Cause it doesn't seem like that in Charlotte and that's well, our closest big city, right? Yeah. But I mean, Charlotte, I mean, Charlotte has, I can't hold a candle to LA. I mean, oh, absolutely. I, I love, I love me some Charlotte, but. 
let's be honest. I mean, they could probably have two of these guys, and they could, or one, you know, what I'm saying like the yeah. news vans you could do, cover the entire city. Yeah, the the the, the handful yeah. of news outlets we have here can probably do everything. Yeah, but um, my God, this was an interesting character. Um, it's hard to watch. It really is because it's one of these movies where the bad guy is the main character, yeah. and you don't want to root for him, but yet you're, you're just so intrigued by the, the train accident happening in front of you that you just can't look away. Um, but I, boy, did he act his chops off in this movie. And I believe he was nominated for an Oscar for it. Uh, um, I don't know, but, uh, totally deserved if he was, I don't want to see it again, but, um, it certainly kept my attention and kept me intrigued I was glued to the screen uh, in in uh, when, when he was filming the house, and I don't know about you guys, but I was the same way when he went into the kids' room with the crib. Yeah, I was literally almost not shaking, but like, oh god, I don't want to see this. Yeah, does that make sense? No, it does. I was, yes. I was, I was actually kind of like palm sweating, like, what is about to happen? Yeah, are they really going to go there? Type of thing. Yeah. Um. Did not. I, I expected his little uh, spoiler alert, his little intern to die, but I could I thought he was going to do it by his own hands. <laughs> but it makes sense that this guy would would figure out a different way to kill off this guy <laughs> that uh, that was helping him out, the, you know, the whole way. Um, lots of interesting things to talk about in this movie. I'm sure we're going to get to him, but I I rather enjoyed it, uh, but it's. Not one of my favorites. It's just something you should see at least once, I guess. I don't know if that's a, a, a uh, not a promotion, but uh, what do you call it? A positive review for this movie. Right. But uh, it was interesting. How about you, Sean? So, obviously, yeah, first time I'd seen this. Um, I barely knew anything about the film. I mean, it's not that old. Uh, he mm-hmm. didn't. He wasn't nominated for an Oscar for this. Gyllenhaal was. Uh, Gilroy was um, the director and writer was nominated for best screenplay. Oh, um, okay. he was nominated for a Golden Globe for best actor. Oh, okay, maybe that's where I got it from. Yeah, um, but th- this movie, um, <laughs> it, it kind of reminded me of a couple of other movies, and not in tone or directing style but only on the in the in the in the aspect of the human condition okay okay it reminded me of a the wolf of wall street in which the main character is kind of a horrible human being okay right yeah the main character in the wolf of wall street he's a horrible person right he still steals a lot of money and he endangers his wife and child and and other people while he was on his trip. The only the difference between Jake's character and Leo's character is that Leo's character seems like a cool dude to hang out with. Absolutely. <laughs> you know? Okay, yeah. yeah. Like Jake kind of gives you the creeps. But the other thing that this part reminded me of this the other movie that this reminded me of, and and I don't know why, but this movie has really stuck to me. This movie has we did it for the show. Yep. Uh, this movie has, has has actually affected me, and I think about this movie often, and I've, and I kind of just rolled around in the back of my brain, you know, like I, I, I don't I don't know. It's like a nervous tick, you know, like when you're when you're driving and you're just like, oh, I need a you know 
write a note or I don't know, whatever. Like this, this, this <laughs> movie just Snowpiercer has stuck with me for some reason. Really? Yeah. Um, that movie has affected me in a really strange way. And like I babies are delicious, kind of. Kind yeah. Of yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Like, what do you think it was about Snowpiercer that stuck with you so much? Well, the line that he just said, Corny just said, was the fact that when when Chris Evans is talking about that, he knows what babies taste like, and like. It's, it's the human condition. What are you willing to do to survive? And how yeah. low is our humanity as a whole willing to sink in order to A, survive, and B, on the other side, maintain order so that the train can, can sustain itself, right? Yeah. yeah. What are you willing to do to other human beings, right? And so that kind of reminded me of this. is like, what is Jake willing to do to other people to advance his own career and the answer is whatever it takes <laughs> anything yeah anything if that includes beating up some poor security guard it means lying to the cops it means making sure that he gets good footage of his assistant getting shot so one he can sell the story for more money and two he gets rid of a problem god i can't believe it. yeah um that blew my mind and the other part so the okay so Corny made the point that this guy is more like, he's kind of like Sheldon Cooper. And at the beginning of the movie, I kind of saw those um, Asperger's type tendencies, right? Mm -hmm. Little awkward in conversation. Um, socially awkward. Yeah. A little, little socially awkward. A very smart. A very no, no bubble. No bubble. He, he just, yeah, he doesn't have understand those, those types of boundaries. He has a hard time with, but the, the big difference is, is that, he um, he was a very good communicator, and that's sometimes attributed to autism. Um, so I went the other direction, or a different direction, with the high functioning sociopath. <laughs> he is, yep. a, for all intents that's... and purposes, he's Sherlock Holmes. Yeah, right? this man has no empathy for others. Right, which yeah. is what a sociopath is. He can't connect yes. to other people. Um, he doesn't care about Rene Russo. All he wants is a vessel for his dick to go in. I mean, I mean that to be as graphic as so, I can. So eloquent. So right? eloquent. That's no, saying. that's pretty much the conversation, no, no. if I remember it right. Yeah, he, yeah. He, all he basically is like, I have needs. I have bodily needs, and I want you to do it because I'm turned on by you because I like older women, and basically I can control your job fate. So it doesn't matter who he screws over or screws <laughs> to get what he wants. Yeah. And and he's a, he's a high functioning sociopath. He has no remorse over the fact that his dude died. The three interns at the end of the movie, all three of them can die and as long as they're on camera, he won't care. Exactly. He won't yeah. he won't even blink an eye. And that's the scary thing. Is oh the God. more he is a sociopath in this movie, the more successful he becomes. Right. And that, to me, was the scariest part of this movie. Yeah. How, you know, we, we championed that. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, the, so the sigh was what um, I think we alluded to earlier, and I want to get into more, is that th this, this profession. And if yes. you do this profession, and for whatever reason, listen to this show, I would love to hear from you. Please. Is it, yeah, is it and, as bad as this? This this came out worse than, than like a... a Ambulance chasing, chasing lawyer. lawyer. Yeah. Yeah. This this was dirty. Um, Yeah, because at least an ambulance chaser 
you're actually trying to profit yourself at other people's misery, but you're still trying to get that person's misery. They're you're trying to get them to profit too. At least, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like there's a small, like one tenth of a percent <laughs> of empathy for the person. Like, I feel bad that you're going through this horrible thing. Now we're going to sue that company for $10 million. Yeah. Because they did this thing that's kind of your fault, but not really. Um, so <laughs> best lawyer ever, but this just now I have, we, I think we all maybe know a cop or two in our, in our lives. I don't know. I have my, my cop buddy, Dave, who I, I've mentioned multiple times on the show Yeah, and he was out in LA. So I actually might have to call him up and ask him about this kind of thing. If this was a real thing. Um, I know it's a real thing, but if he ever experienced it. But he saw a lot of horrible things, and I've never asked him about it because I don't want to know, and I don't want him to have to tell me about it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah, you know, if, if he wants to tell me, fine. But he's never has. So anyway, that's the point. The point is, is that he has seen horrible, horrible things, and he's probably become, to a point, desensitized by those horrible things. I, on the other hand, have never seen horrible, horrible things. Not like mm-hmm. that, you know. You know, you, 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 you drive by, you see an accident on the side of the road, you might see a stretcher, but you keep driving, you know. Mm-hmm. But to, the point is, is that these guys are seeking out the horrific and, <laughs> and awful and sad that it's no longer about other people. You know, it's no longer, I feel bad for the person that's there and the loved ones that this will now affect, but... How can I make money off of this? Exactly. And that's and what shot can I take of this horrific th- scene that will get me more money? Yeah, and and I, I have a clip of that in just a little bit where it just it, it was at this moment of the movie where it, things kind of changed for me watching this movie. It's like, oh, this is the direction we're going, and it's kind of <laughs> and it's kind of sad. So. Um, I, I'm I'm trying to find a way to steer this show in a positive kind of fun manner. <laughs> not, not with this movie, but you it's know, a little hard. But you know, I mean, and and I was thinking about that before we started recording. It's like I don't, I don't want this show to be basically us just talking about all the horrible things that humanity does, or we can just talk about Detroit. Um, you know, that there's that. But most of my clips are examples of that. I mean, yeah, and, and I actually kind of did that intentionally because you know, I I, I kind of wanted to to highlight these these kind of horrible things, not to to celebrate them, but to kind of to to emphasize that here at Cheap Seat Reviews, we are one willing to do kind of quote unquote hard hitting stuff, but two, we are not sociopathic assholes, and we feel sad for people, and we don't want you guys to think otherwise. <laughs> not Sam, uh, except for Sam. <laughs> Yeah, okay. Uh, actually, I think that joke actually, actually works better than Chad, Chad, really. But... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as I said it, I was like, no, no, no. We, we do call that? him the great evil for but a reason. He's, but he's not here tonight, so we won't make fun of him too much. Um, so I'm going to play one clip here. It's it's about a minute, so just hang in there. But it's, uh, it's Jake Gyllenhaal being aggressive and kind of creepy. Who am I? I'm a hard worker. I set high goals, and I've been told that I'm persistent. 
Now, I'm not fooling myself, sir. Having been raised with the self-esteem movement so popular in schools, I used to expect my needs to be considered. But I know that today's work culture no longer caters to the job loyalty that could be promised to earlier generations. What I believe, sir, is that good things come to those who work their asses off, and that people such as yourself who reached the top of the mountain didn't just fall there. My motto is, if you want to win the lottery, you have to make the money to buy a ticket. Did I say that I worked in a garage? So what do you say? I could start tomorrow, or even why not tonight? No. How about an internship, then? A lot of young people are taking unpaid positions to get a foot in the door. That's something I'd be willing to do. I'm not hiring a thief. There you go. <laughs> um, that was kind of the first time we got we got really the, the sense of the way he talks. Very fast, very, um, I, I don't know. Matter of factly. Yeah, just to the point. Uh, I don't know. It's like he's speaking the words, but he doesn't quite understand. Dan, the meaning of them? I, 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 not re- I don't know. This is the it, way, this is, this is what, to me, it felt. He, again, because we, we've established, not in this movie yet, but we here at the show have kind of established that he's a sociopath. Yes. To me, he's talking at a job. He's yeah. not talking at a man. He's not talking to a man. He's talking at a person who is in his way to, to get him, to prevent him from getting money. Yeah, like I, I think that's kind of how he views pe- people. I don't. He, they're just assets. They're not. You know, they're not. They're players on the board, right? They're just. They're not. They're not individuals to be talked with, bargained with. They're just whatever pawns or whatever. I don't know. Um. <laughs> so in, in essence, the night crawling job is pretty much his perfect job. It really is. Um, so you know, uh, yeah. I, uh, I'm trying to think of other jobs out there that would fit a personality like that. You know, independent, right? Yeah. You 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 take initiative. You obviously I mean, would have a hard time with a boss. Well, he could also be a private eye. Yeah. Um. You know, he could kind of be like a Jessica Jones, only without the muscles, um, you know, the badassery. Yeah. Um, maybe like... Uh, or maybe some fine-assery. Mm. Maybe like <laughs> a coroner or something, you know? Yeah. Distance, uh, but yet you get to play with stuff and can distance yourself from it. Right, yeah. Um, anyway, so... Or like a sound technician. I think I think a sociopath would be a good sound tech. <laughs> yeah, Actually, so. in all in all fairness, we do know at least one guy that we worked with that that does fit the. Uh, remember the Godfather of Techs. Oh right, right, right. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, he wasn't a sound guy, so let's be fair. That's true. That's very true. Let's be fair to me and my profession. Um, no, Actually, we're actually usually just fat guys, fat hairy guys. Actually, um, now that I think about it, I'm thinking about the our, our friend there, and I'm thinking, he's the guy to walk up on a crime scene and be like, oh, well, check this out. Yeah. Hey, actually, are you dead? And, yeah. You know, poke him a little bit. And just start asking the cops questions and stuff. Yeah. That's actually kind of him. Um, no, I was uh, reading those, like, it was like a BuzzFeed, and it was like top 10 most awkward celebrity sex scenes. 
And I don't remember who said it. I think it might have been Angelina Jolie, but I don't remember. And they were like, it's so hard when you're trying to get in the mood <laughs> when there's there's a fat boom guy there who's wearing like a midriff shirt and he's got his hairy belly there, like at eye level, and that's all you look like. Why do all sound guys have to have hairy bellies? Like, it was so funny. Because um, I laughed and I'm like, well, you know. I would never wear a short shirt like that on set. But oh, that's, don't uh, knock it until you try. You, you don't wear the shirt at all. Oh my god! <laughs> I've seen those photos. Um, no, you haven't. Um, anyway, they're at. Uh... No, they're not. They don't exist. <laughs> With the pink shorts. The pink shorts. The pink. Oh, shorts. pink shorts. <laughs> it's like pink shorts. I didn't know where this was going from. <laughs> Where's the tail go? Right. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know what was happening. I did when we were on set at Palm at a point. There was the the key grip of myself did buy matching. I'm big on the pig piggly wiggly t-shirts. Yeah, uh, because oh, it was funny. Um, um, we, we that was kind of our our thing. Whenever we would go to location, they would have some kind of neat novelty place nearby. We would buy like a dumb shirt or something nearby yeah. uh, to wear on set the next day. So that was kind of our <laughs> thing was the dumb t-shirts. Um, I have like a. Uh, Tricks are for kids t-shirt and um, uh, some other just dumb Myrtle Beach and Charleston uh, stuff. Anyway, no one cares. Um, this is this is the point of the movie I mentioned earlier. Are they the kind of shirts that uh, the uh, psycho would wear? No, they're just funny t-shirts. I don't know. I think no, psychopaths they're, they're, would, no, no, stop. would wear some pretty interesting shirts. I, no. Because he wouldn't care who oh, was God. seeing Hi, Molly. those shirts. Um no, no, like Buffalo Bill was not wearing a, a Piggly Wiggly t-shirt, okay? No, but he was wearing a shirt. <laughs> You're wearing a shirt. Are you a psychopath? Yes. We've established that. <laughs> <laughs> and we, we have to make sure we're saying the right phrase now. We're not saying he's a psychopath. We're saying he's a sociopath. Sociopath, sociopath yeah. Okay, fair enough. Sociopath. Um, <clears throat> anyway... This was the so this was the point I mentioned earlier in which that the, this is the part of the movie where I realized that this line of work, this profession, this thing was as horrible as I thought it was going to be and and I had no idea what I was in store for, but this was kind of the the beginning part of what what made me like emotionally sad on the inside as I kept watching the movie. Yeah, I got some great footage of a victim being treated. Now, the LAPD hasn't released it, but a manager at Walgreens says it's carjacking and the victim is the owner. He's Asian and critical. Right. Well, then, look, I got a 60-second cut with a manager and a neighbor. 500. Well, then, make me a deal. 400. 300. All right, deal. Like, <laughs> there's, a, there's, a, there's a man dying on a gurney over there. He was stabbed in the throat or something, and... I got to make money off of it. But I mean, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm, not, I'm not mad at the guy for doing his job. It's just a shitty way to make a living. No, but, but at the same time, we're, we're, we're kind of mad at ourselves because we're the ones watching that news. Yeah. and I'm You know, because it's almost reflective on us <laughs> as an audience. You're right. That this is what we want, and these are the people going out there to get it. Right. And uh, <laughs> your dog's killing me, dude. Um, it, it it's also like I'm, I'm mad at the news companies for doing it, yep. and I'm mad at us for watching it. And yeah. you're right. Every morning when I wake up, I turn on the news, and I'm watching I'm watching bad stuff. And um, I'm, I'm we're fortunate that we live in Charlotte, where um, there's not a whole lot of bad stuff happening every day. 
Though, yeah. unfortunately, for whatever reason, we've had three shootings at my university in the last three weeks or Dude. two weeks. Holy crap. Not at the university, really? but across the street from the university. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. It's actually kind of becoming a, a little scary. Um, I, thought the, I thought the university was in a nice part of town. It 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 kind of is. Like, there yeah. are... It, there's sections that are really For nice. God's sake, Ikea's right there. I mean, <laughs> and the Swedes know how to protect stuff. They, they, they stayed out of World War II somehow, so. Yeah. Right? Well, right, yeah. Well, you know what happened? You know, Germany shows up and was like, hey, there's nothing but desk here. Right. Roll out. <laughs> These people are plain. Or, or it's more like, <laughs> we have to invade, we're going to invade your country. I mean, we have to rebuild it. You have just these pictogram descriptions. Now forget it. <laughs> forget it. Where's page four? Son of a... <laughs> Am I right with that, Sweden? They say that of it. Which one is so. the one on top? Sweden or Finland? I can't remember. Damn it. This is Central Africa all over again. <laughs> <laughs> have, we, have we learned nothing? No, we haven't. Joe Pesci, why have you forsaken us? Uh, yeah. Um, you know, one of these days he's going to actually hear one of these podcasts and go, Who the hell are these guys? I really doubt that, but that's, that's true. I, I, I appreciate I your optimism for thinking that Joe Pesci will one day listen to our show. It will happen. You think so? Yeah, Norway. Norway was part. Sweden no. stayed out of it. Okay. Yeah. Finland is on the inside of the, the three. All right. Anyway. All right. Um, the area that looks like a duck. A duck? What? Yeah, if you look at the reverse image of the the waterways in those areas around the country, it looks like a duck. Really? Yep. That's kind it's of hard cool. to unsee once you see it. I, I yeah, I'm actually kind of <laughs> I'm holding my phone like trying to change the angle to make it look like a duck. Let me see. I guess I can get one. Oh, I can't. <laughs> oh, this is a real platypus. It kind of looks like an alligator, like it's eating oh, Finland. Yeah. An alligator. Anyway, <laughs> this is really bad radio. Um. <laughs> So, so Sam, this is to your point. Bork, bork, alligator. Okay, yes. To your point. This is, this is why I'm mad at the news and the people who watch the news. This is, explains it. We find our viewers are more interested in urban crime creeping into the suburbs. What that means is a victim or victims, preferably well-off and white, injured at the hands of the poor or a minority. Just crime. No. Accidents play, cars, buses, trains play, fires. A bloody. Well, graphic. The best and clearest way that I can phrase it to you, Lou, to capture the spirit of what we air, is think of our newscast as a screaming woman running down the street with her throat cut. I understand. I hate America sometimes. Welcome to Oakland. Welcome to (laughs) Oakland? (laughs) That actually is Oakland every day. Um... Actually, it's funny. Uh, you said that line reminded me of the movie The Purge, which I've never seen, but I've actually been told it's actually kind of a good movie and a really interesting concept for a movie. You guys know what I'm talking about? The Purge, yeah. Sam? Yeah, yeah. Um, so well, my, my, That's what I do after breakfast every morning. My <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> my buddy is from a little town in, in North Carolina. Who's, um, he's one of my students. And he said that about a year ago, they had their own version of The Purge where there was a kind of like a bank robbery happening on one side of town. And everyone was like, wait a minute, we only have like six cops in town. They're all over there. So the other side of town went bananas and started just like looting and whatever. So then when they had to pull oh cops, God. they had to pull cops from the other town. And then when that town saw that all the cops, it's like because it's all Twitter and stuff, <laughs> then the looting started happening over there. So like there was about a 12 hour period where 
every time cops would leave an area to go investigate another, then something else would happen. He was like, it was for 12 hours. It was the purge. It was awful. And he said, I'm like on the phone with my mom, like lock everything, hide in the basement. Like, my gosh. Wow. Anyway. Um, so Rene Russo, I thought was actually really good in this movie. I thought, yeah. um, I'm going to talk about the actual movie part instead of just the, the, the way she's not feel. as annoying as she was in, uh, Thomas Crown Chris Brosnan film. What's that? What's yeah, that Thomas Crown affair. Thomas Crown. Yeah. yeah. I made the joke about her being a former thief. No, no, she, you're right. Well, she's not in it much. I, was, I actually think Jake was actually really good in his role. He creeped yeah. me the hell out. Um, the only person I didn't like in terms of acting was my good friend. What's his name? Bill Paxton. Um, Bill Paxton. <laughs> well, he acted fine. I mean, he acted like a douche. Yeah, um, but I, I still didn't buy him as that character. No, I, I had no problem with it. I, I did, actually. I, I met me a douchebag just like that. Yeah. My gigs take me to a lot of places I don't want to go. <laughs> so. Bruh. Bruh. God. Like, I don't know. And this might be stereotypical of, like, if I said that in, was in being real, people would laugh at me. <laughs> you know, if I went to my students and was like, hey, bro, can you come over here? And, like, I can't even finish the sentence. You know, they're like, already laughing, going. Like they're already laughing at me. Like, what? what? Once again, though, is it a California thing? No, I, I don't. I, I think don't, it's a douchebag thing. I think it's a douchebag thing. Okay. I think if if one of my students and I give him shit for it all the time, he says Gucci. Man, we Gucci, Michael. Don't Gucci ever say, what? <laughs> Gucci is a brand. You know, it's a very expensive brand, which means it's good. Oh, so he uses it as a verb or yeah, as as well, an adjective. What is? Yeah, okay. instead of saying we're good, it was like a, a thing back, you know, five years ago, five or six years ago. Uh, yeah, and maybe uh, even maybe even re- more recent or whatever. But like, if I said, "Hey, thanks for your help today," and, and he would say, "It's all good," he would say, "It's all Gucci." So he said oh, that one Lord. time, and I was like, "No, don't talk like that around me." <laughs> and he and he kind of laughed. So now he says it as kind of a joke, just to kind of get under my skin. But I've heard him say it a couple times, like when I when he didn't know I was listening. I'm like, dude, you cannot talk like that. If you're going <laughs> to succeed in this world, people are going to think you're a douchebag. You cannot talk like that. He's like, man, I'm just talking about my buddies. And I'm like, yeah, but you talk to them like that, and then you're going to go to a job interview, and you're going to talk to them like that. And he says, man, I didn't even think about it like that. And I said, yeah, if you say, yeah, my last job was all Gucci, they're going to just like, what? No, and then X, X, you know, you're fired. Before you even fired hired you. Bad, yeah, get out of here. Right, exactly. Go back to... You want to see Charlotte. So, anyway. We don't want your sound people kind of around here. Get out of here. Well, he's just a tech. Um, <laughs> he's not a sound And we've, we've already established that most sound techs are... Uh, no, we've not established anything about sound techs other than normally we have hairy bellies. Psychopaths, That's yeah. That's not a thing. Um, you're a sound guy for your church, so you're calling yourself a psychopath again. Good only, job. Only three months out of the year. Uh... <laughs> Anyway, so in, in in essence, on average, I'm not a psychopath. So on the average, but still a fourth. Of you the would time you would are. definitely have to round down there. No, you're still a fourth. Yeah. Of the four, you're a fourth psycho. Is what I, is what I'm hearing. Is, is what Do I'm you charge a fourth accurate. of a cent? What? Do you charge a fourth of a cent if you're charging somebody? No, but no. Yeah, we see. Don't pay things in cents. You make an eighty-nine point two five. Are you going to get an A? 
I don't. I don't know. The, uh, I don't know. Is it? Is, is, is that's uh, possible? <laughs> it's, it's really possible. Depending on the grading scale, where, where are you going with this? Yeah, I can make things up too. So I don't know. I mean, my like, dog is running around scared, farting <laughs> in the basement here. I mean, looking at her bottom. I get. I get paid a quarter of a thousand dollars for a gig. Hey, there you go. I mean, so, um, your logic is flawed and wrong. Um. <laughs> I thought this Stop. was. I thought this was a. <laughs> what a She's driving me nuts tonight. What a Molly, ex- go upstairs. What an excellent podcast tonight we've had. Yes. Me looking at maps and your dog is ridiculous. Yes. Um. Let me know that Corny is the normal one tonight. Right. Uh, <laughs> I thought this was actually kind of fun. Well, not fun, but interesting. You know what fear stands for? What? False evidence appearing real. I've never heard that, but I thought that was actually kind of cool. I have heard that before, yeah. believe it or not. The only one of those I've ever heard is for the Italian job. Fine, freaked out, insecure, neurotic, and emotional. Um, anyway. Um, once, so we've established that Jake knows no boundaries, right? His, right. His right. character has no boundaries. I think, it's funny, he keeps like, he, he, he has a line, and then he crosses it, right? And yeah. then he has another line, and then he crosses it. So the first line I think he crosses is when he gets really close in on the guy bleeding. Then the second line is when he invades that house to get the shot of the, of the, of the, of the uh, hostage shooting thingy, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the next one is when he goes up to that car crash in the hills, and he moves a dead body so that he can get the shot that he wanted. <laughs> You can't blame the man for uh, Jeez, knowing what he wants, man. Yeah, like I can actually see him, like in his mind, he goes, "Oh, this is going to be the shot. We got the car here, we got the car there. Now, if only I had a dead body here, well, I'll just go get." Yeah, one. well, even even Renee Russo's character was like, "You've got blood on your sleeve." Yeah, you've got you've got blood response, on your shirt. <laughs> and his response yeah, is it, the same one I would have. Oh yeah, I uh, Mexican place. I went there. No, he was asking. He well, I realized that, but I thought that you know. But he just, he just, I don't think he even really. Oh, actually, you know what? You're right. I, he I, was just I, like. I took that whole scene. Yeah, I think he just kind of looked down and it was like, whatever. And yeah. I think she knew what was going on. And. Oh, yeah. And I don't think she cared. I mean, she's just as complicit, complicit in his. Actions? Desperately yeah. do. Right. I mean, as, as that guy is. I mean, at that point, she probably should have realized this guy's bananas, but he's giving me good footage and that's all that matters to her. Right. I mean, and he's fulfilling my needs uh, or something like that. Um, remember, um, what we were talking about. This is what we're talking about. <laughs> hey, bro. Five fatals. I'm screaming out of the sky. All it up with the brush on fire. Mine. Exclusive. I'm banging. On my other vans and Carson getting the jumper. You know, I was trying to hook you up, man. I was trying to teach you something. Welcome to the future, brah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we're going to catch ourselves a tornado. Oh, my gosh. Um, okay, so the big question is now, what did he do to cause that crash? So he, So the next line... Which is right, flip the clip. So he, the next line he steps over is that after this scene, Jake realizes that this guy is competition. And yep. that the best way to get rid of competition 
is to remove the competition by sabotaging your v- his van. So he went under the van and he had a socket wrench. He made that generic socket wrench kind of sound under there, right? So you can't really affect the brakes that way. Yeah. But that's usually how things crash. It's like when you either lose brake or steering. And it usually it's usually braking, right? Yeah. So I don't know what he did. If he if he cut the line or he, I don't know. He didn't take off the tires. But he did it. We 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 were pretty much assured he did this. Oh yeah, I mean that was he he yeah. he found that guy's house. He went under the van. He made some noises, and then the van crashed in the next scene. And he wasn't surprised. I don't know if do we know if he died? I don't think so. He looked like he was staring at Jake, and he he seemed really mad. And I think he kind of figured it out, but mm-hmm. but nothing from that ever happened. Although he was spitting up some pretty nasty blood. But like. Eventually, you think he's going to survive, and then I would assume he's going to go to the police and say, I think he sabotaged my van. Do you have any proof? No, but I think he did it. And the police already kind of want him for stuff anyway. Don't you think they'd want, like, um, didn't we have a name for this on the show where we talked about a thing that didn't, wasn't resolved in the movie? Oh, um, didn't we have a name for that? I can't remember. Chad would know. Oh, wait. What do you? Oh, <laughs> um, I don't remember. Well, I thought we, but whatever. Um, we'll have to, we'll have to come up with one or something at some point. That 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 thing where we're watching like where there's a thing happens in a movie and then we uh we never get a resolution to it. Uh, I'll let you work on that. We'll call um, it Discord and the resolution. Discord, yeah. yeah. Um, or that cord. So then you get into a little bit more. Jake kind of uh, losing his mind. This is uh, this is uh, twenty seven seconds of Jake is freaking me out. I'm not done. I also want to stop our discussion over prices. This will save time. So when I say that a particular number is my lowest price, that's my lowest price, and you can be assured that I arrived at whatever that number is very carefully. Now, when I say that I want these things, I mean that I want them, and I don't want to have to ask again. And the last thing that I want, Nina, is for you to do the things that I ask you to do when we're alone together in your apartment. Not like the last time. <laughs> wow. Yeah. What happened the last time? Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> That's what happened the last time. Right. He smacked the microphone. Um, this is the last clip I have, and then we'll, uh, we'll uh, dive into some fun trivia. Um, I, I wrote this one basically as... This is titled, Bad Negotiations, um, Never Sell Yourself Short. Does it come with a raise? Absolutely. How much? Pick a number. You pick a number. dollars a night? Agreed. Wait, uh, what about what about more? You know? Not now. We close the deal. I could have gotten more, couldn't I? Absolutely. <laughs> that was the only time in the movie he was funny. The only time. That was the only moment in the entire movie where I chuckled. Um, I will agree. Yeah. So, I, I thought that was actually kind of funny. But I think actually it's very smart of him to allow him to take that number. Because I'm pretty sure in his 
his you know sociopath way and his Sherlock way was able to determine that he won't go more than a hundred. Yeah, or I mean, heck, the guy probably could have. Go ahead. He, well, we we all know that he he can't foresee the future. He didn't know this guy was going to die that night. Right, and he didn't know that he was going to turn on him later on in the in the, sh- in the movie too. Yeah. So I he I think he actually was genuinely excited about having this guy on as a partner, and but I think he realized that this kid is so desperate for anything that he's not he he's not going to want to what does it look a gift horse in the mouth or something like that whatever the saying is like he doesn't want to ruin his chance of succeeding by throwing in a number that's so high that it that Jake says get out of the car you know yeah so that's why I only said seventy five bucks a night but <laughs> I could have had more. Absolutely. Like, you know what I'm saying? He probably could have said $500 a night and he would have said it because the money this dude was making was was becoming bananas. He just closed a $15,000 deal. Yeah. So, um, and was going to make $50,000, which he knew, the guy, the kid didn't yet, but he knew he was going to make a $50,000 deal on finding those guys and calling the police. Which was messed up, by the way. Good God. Talk about a scene that I did not want to watch happen. Oh, man. All right, so just uh, for those of you playing at home, uh, there's a scene in the movie where um, they uh, there's been a murder, uh, a triple homicide at a home, and um, Jake Gyllenhaal's character, uh, Mr. Bloom, has uh, gone into the house, filmed some stuff, kept some uh, kept some information away from police, to use for later and um, tracks these guys down to a diner and, you know, it has the makings of, we'll get these guys, you know, there's going to be a bust and that's it. Uh, turns into a shootout with other police officers and a really awesome chase. Yeah. Uh, but the whole premise that um, all that goes down uh, in, in such a short amount of time and um, the fact that he could have proven it all, it's just, it blew, that, yeah. actually, that bothered me a lot, actually, uh, I'll be honest with you. Yeah. He waited until they were in a diner where there were other people because it would be more dramatic for the cameras. Yep. And I wrote in my note, he doesn't want to give the footage of the bad guys to the cops so that he can find them himself. This can't end well. I actually thought that he was going to track them down and he was going to, instead of actually calling the police, he was going to actually try to capture them or kill them himself and have his buddy film it. I thought he was going to try to play the hero because playing the hero is the next best thing that you could do, right? Mm-hmm. He's yep. he's already, quote-unquote, played the hero in his footage earlier, which is a lie. But to the to the viewing audience, the guy who went in there, who happened to have a camera, a high-def camera, went into that house to see if he could help. So he's already portrayed himself as a hero once. So I thought that that was what he was going to do again, was that he was going to portray... The even more of the hero as opposed to just being the guy who calls 911 on the cops or on these guys to the cops show up and the cops can do the, the actual hero work, which is what they're paid to do. Um, but the scene is still totally effed up. I mean, he makes the guy get out of the car, right? Which was scary. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause you don't know what bullets you're going to do. I mean, I guess he's not exactly a hundred percent safe inside that challenger, but You'd still kind of like to have some steel between you and a bullet. I mean, if it was a charger, it'd be fun. I'm just saying. No. Um, especially if it was yellow. I mean, orange. Oh, you son of a... <laughs> orange. Sorry. You son of a me. I know. So, anyway. 
That's all. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm getting to the point of we need to move on. Uh, tropes, guy will do whatever it takes to succeed. Uh, you have a pissing contest, which was really great. Um, and we also had a... Him getting better at his job montage. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's a good yes. Um, um, yeah, audible.com sponsored this show. Uh, go read something or listen to something with your phone or your computer while you're driving, while you're night crawling out there looking Damn. for the horrible. Don't be, a, don't be a sociopath like like Sean. Read a book. <laughs> what? <laughs> um, Great poster. Uh, yeah, that sounds like a motivational <laughs> poster, right? Hey, there we go. Our next uh, idea. Get you get you a free audiobook and a thirty day free trial at audibletrial.com dot com slash cheap seat reviews. I'm sure Audible loves the fact that you just called me a sociopath during their uh, read. Um, <laughs> trivia: Jake Gyllenhaal lost twenty pounds for his role. This was Gyllenhaal's Man. own idea, as he visualized Lou as a hungry coyote. Gyllenhaal with a giant head. Oh my. Okay. His head was so disproportionate <laughs> to his body. It, yeah. it was creepy. Yeah. And I swear he he wasn't blinking. Like he, he he most of this movie he didn't blink. Well, so there there's a there's a there's a reason for that. Um I, I, that's a, that's in the trivia. I didn't Oh, sorry. I, no, it's fine. I didn't I didn't capture that, but I read it. He 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 doesn't he does it on purpose because he's trying to portray this. He's trying to one because when someone doesn't blink, it's unnatural, and as yeah, the yes. audience, it's a little unnerving, and and it's supposed to kind of make us feel that he's that laser focused, intense all the time, one hundred percent kind of a guy, and and it's a little awkward as the viewing audience because you noticed it. I mean, I yeah. noticed it. It's like it's like a damn owl. He never blinks, you know. So. <laughs> Um, he, he did all of his own, most of his own driving and including the climactic car chase at the end. He did that, which is kind of cool. Wow. That was um, some pretty good driving in that chase. Uh, Gyllenhaal yeah. and Riz Ahmed, who is, I assume his, uh, buddy rode along with actual night crawlers in LA Fancy. to prepare for their roles. Uh, the film's I wonder cli- if he had to take a shower afterwards. Probably. <laughs> I'd feel pretty dirty. Uh, the film's climax was filmed on Laurel Canyon Boulevard in the San Fernando Valley, only several blocks away from the location of the famous shootout in 97 between two heavily armed bank robbers and the L.A. police, in which both robbers were killed. Hmm. Uh, soundtrack grade, I gave this a GS for good suspense. It was, it was, it, it, and it, it, I didn't notice that it was bad. I didn't really notice that it was great, but it, it kept me, um, in, it didn't take you out of the movie. Yeah, it, it really didn't. Right, I right. thought it was good. What did we learn? Well, with no guilt and a camera, you too can own a Dodge Challenger. <laughs> <sighs> Greatest commercial ever. Right? I'm, I'm going to sell that to Dodge. That's that's going to be the next thing. Forget got a Hemi. That's the next thing. All right, here we go. Uh, we decided to do top three Jake Gyllenhaal um, uh, movies. Uh, this was actually going to be tough once I made the decision because I realized I've only seen four, so <laughs> including this one. Uh, so corny, you ready? Uh, I will be. Um, <coughs> I took down my list. All right. So, um, <clears throat> first movie. Uh, uh, we're going way back here. Is it the Bubble Boy? All right. And uh, next movie. Uh, 
it's going to be the day after tomorrow. Okay. And um, last, but certainly not least, Jarhead, which was pretty awesome. Yeah. That was See, good. Was that the Sniper movie? Yeah. Yeah. Well. Okay. Ish. <laughs> it's yeah, ish. It's hard to call it a sniper movie because no one he never fires a shot. Yeah. But it's about it's about De- Operation Desert Storm. Um, it's hard. It's a hard movie to watch for some reason. I, I don't know. Because you want him to take the shot, damn it. Well, you want him to do something other than trudge through those oil fields, you know? Yeah. And you kind of feel bad for him a little bit. I don't know. It's a... <laughs> Apparently, uh, we have sound effects tonight. Sam. All right. Uh, I've got my number three at Prince of Persia. All right. My number two is Bubble Boy. For some reason, I love that movie. Same same reason why I love the Dude, Where's My Car movies <laughs> and, the, and the Harold and Kumar movies. The, Actually, the randomness of it all okay. is just amazing. And then my number one movie is City Slickers. He was in that. Yeah, he's like he a child. He's in that movie. He's just a dude. Yeah, but like, still, out of all the Jake movies that I like, that would be number one. Uh, that's fine. How about you, Sean? Um, my number three, I put Jarhead. Um, I, don't know. I, 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 day after tomorrow, I guess would have to be like my honorable mention because it's the only other one I've ever seen. Uh, I've not seen Donnie Darko, and of course, we just watched this, and this doesn't count. Uh, number two, I put as. I wrote it here, but I think I'm going to change it. So I'm going to say Prince of Persia is my number two because it's kind of a, a dumb action Disney kind of a thing. It's um, it's fun. It's fine. Yeah. Um, a lot of people didn't like it because it's a little whitewashed, um, as Disney does. But the other thing that I actually liked about it was, uh, what's his name? Um, Dr. Octavius. Um, Alfred Molina. Alfred Molina, who, who's always talking about... I ever tell you about the unagi you know and then anyway it's kind of a, a running joke throughout the movie um then my last one would be source code um what is source code basically like the the government has the ability to um like it's kind of like the matrix right okay. so this this there's there's this this thing that happened right and they can send you back into this three and a half minute time frame and you can manipulate and do and, and go anywhere in the universe in those three and a half minutes and he's trying to stop a uh, there's a there's a bomb on this train and he's trying to stop it and so every time he fails he dies right and then he, that's right and he wakes yeah, back I've, I've up in this in this machine and then he gets sent back in there's a couple of plot twists and then i have a problem with the ending that I discussed with at length with my wife to what she finally just said, you're just going to have to let it go. Um, so anyway, those are my three. Uh, and that's, that's going to do it. We didn't have any email, but I wanted to read you this kind of, uh, this little tweet that I got from, um, uh, Paul tweets in, are you and your crew fans of mystery science theater 3000? If so, are you excited about the Kickstarter? <laughs> well, yes, of course we are. I, I basically told him that 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 was kind of part of our inspiration for this podcast, um, <laughs> a little bit. Truth be told, yeah, yeah. I mean, full disclosure. So and so, and lies be told too, and lies, yeah, uh, true lies even. Yeah. Um, First, I will snap free of my restraints. Yeah, and then, then I will kick you in the face, and I'm going to use you as a human shield, shield while I kill you with the scalpel. Anyway. 
How are you going to do that? I picked the cuffs. Oh, sorry. There is the whole scene from True Lies. Um, <laughs> that's going to do it. Uh, out of 10. Corny. All right. Uh, like I said, it's probably not a movie I would watch again, but it's certainly something you should definitely watch. Uh, so, And because it kept me in for the uh, entire Jill and Long Haul, uh, uh, I'm going to give it an 8.5. Oh, wow. wow. That's... Wow. That's actually okay. high praise. All right. Yeah. Sam. Wow. Um, I don't know if I could go that high, but um, it, it, it certainly is a good movie, but the, the rewatchability is hard for me. I'd probably give it a good solid seven in terms of I'd recommend it, but only to Sean and not to anybody I like. Oh. <laughs> okay. Oh, wow. So seven... Um, Moving dead bodies out of ten. Right. Okay. Um, I, <laughs> I I I don't know if I liked the movie. I'm glad I watched it. It was certainly interesting, and I enjoyed talking about it. But um, I I kind of want to put this one away for like a long time. Yeah. Um, uh, I hope this isn't like Snowpiercer, where it just kind of like every now and then like creeps dude, people into- do this for a living. It just blows my mind that this is a real thing i know so i'm only going to give this a five and a half wow we're all over the place this is when we need chad to 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 even us out i guess Um, dang it chad or andrew yeah whatever um so that's it that's our show that's that's it thanks for listening and we're done no that's not yet um don't forget to vote when we uh go to our website cheapseatreviews.com and you may vote to what our hundredth episode was going to be uh, next you week, you don't pick my movie. I'll cut you. Uh, <laughs> for for at, at this point, your movie is in last place, Corny. Just saying. That's fair. At this point of this recording, uh, as of right now, it is in. Last Although place. the good thing is, I still want to see his movie. Yeah, all you got to do is click on it like thirty times. Um, <laughs> uh, next week, what are we doing? Well, we're doing. Um, uh, what's it called? Uh, a simple plan. Okay. Uh, never heard of it. I don't know which one of you guys put it on the list. Although, okay. Yeah. Okay. We'll do it next week. No, I was just thinking we just did a fairly serious movie. But... Oh, it has got your buddy Bill Paxton. He's yes. the star. Hey, hey, can we find another movie with Bill Paxton in it for the next week after this one? <laughs> oh God. Um <sighs> I I tell you what, we'll um uh we'll let you know via the internet what movie we're doing next week. <laughs> it might change. Um, yeah. um we'll let we'll let uh our crack staff team of uh Interns, our interns, uh, <laughs> determine what we're going to be doing next week. Is it all red? Yeah, ask my manager. I am your manager, damn it. Uh, all right, so if I get back to work, yeah, that's right. Uh, Sam, you just watched The Kingsman, right? Yes, I finished it. Flipping awesome, right? Dude, I loved it. I loved the action editing, it's so and great. That movie was have a lot of fun. No, I've not seen it yet. I have it on DVR, get to watch it sometime. Um, yeah, that's fun. It's awesome. Uh, CheapSeatReviews.com. Go vote for our 100th episode. You, the listener, will pick. We, the four of us, pick the movies. We, we These are yep. movies that either we like or love or 
we just thought would be fun to watch. And uh, we're not telling you which ones are which, but you probably know us well enough that you can guess. But anyway. Sean's it's the rom-com. Um, <laughs> uh, AKA Troll 2. No, that's not it. <laughs> um, so, so go there, vote early, vote often. Um, because apparently you can. Yeah, you really can, actually. Uh, just hit reload. Um, Facebook.com slash Cheap Seat Reviews. Like us there. Send us a comment. Whatever. Uh, like please, us. please review us on iTunes. Uh, yeah, please, leave us a please, review please. on iTunes, Stitcher. And now Google Play is up. So we are now on Google yeah. Play also. And Podcasts.com. You may find us there also. We are all over We're the all map. over. What? We are taking uh, over this. Twitter.com or at we are at Cheap Seat Cast. I am at Sean J. Allred at Johnny Darko. Sixteen is corny. Uh, at Sneegy sixteen is Sam and at Maestro underscore Evans is Chad. Please, please, please send us your emails to cheapseatreviews at gmail.com. And on behalf of Corny, Sam, Chad, who we miss. Thank you for listening. Thank you.